Welcome to the Fabulous Five Podcast. The Fabulous Five Podcast is an inspirational show sponsored by New Covenant Believers dealing with five topics from week to week for 30 minutes. The five topics all begin with the letter F from where we get the title Fabulous Five. The five topics are as follows. Faith in Jesus Christ, family dealing with love, marriage, and relationships, finances consist of personal financial planning and business, Fellowship involving relationship with others in the body of Christ. Fatherhood dealing with parenting, mentoring, and leadership to our youth. The show will consist of teaching, inspirational speaking, or guest speakers from week to week. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Please join your host Frank Reed for this week's episode. Once again, welcome to the Fabulous Five, also known as the Fab Five, dealing with faith, family, finance, fellowship, and fatherhood. This week on the Fabulous Five, we're going to talk about fellowship, um, dealing with um, fellowshipping of, with men. We have our men's conference of Sons of Thunder Ministry Kings and Priests 2020 coming up this this Friday, July 17th and July 18th, and it's our 11th annual conference of fellowshipping of men. I have one of our speakers with her with us. Pastor Lloyd Wesley of Grace Refuge Chapel and uh, president and co-founder of Power to Ministry along with his wife, Patricia Wesley. We're gonna talk about um, men's ministry, dealing with fatherhood and husbands in the fellowship of men this time. At this time, I would like to welcome my guest, Pastor Lloyd Wesley, can you tell the Say hello to the audience and tell a little bit about your ministry and yourself. Praise the Lord, uh, Frank, and uh, to the audience. Well, uh, my wife and I have been the pastors at Grace Refuge Chapel for 20 years. Um, well, it started in 2000. Before that, I was the assistant pastor for about 10 years, and it really came about uh, from our following this, the uh, flow of the Spirit in our lives because he took us from working with the team group at another church and the team group had grown to about 35, 40 uh, teens and then we were directed to join uh, Grace Refuge Chapel and we um, brought the teens followed us from the other church. They just followed us. And um, uh, of course, we started that ministry at Grace Refuge and uh, the Lord brought the teens into a place where they were actually witnessing at school and in their neighborhood and in their families and they began bringing people to the Lord themselves. Uh, and then uh, the Lord, uh, had had us con uh, what ministering to married couples and couples who were about to get married and we were doing it individually but it got to the point where there were so many people that wanted counseling uh premarital and marital until we could no longer do it one couple at a time we began to do seminars that led to the ministry called Power of Two. The Power of Two is One. Uh, 
the man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one. So the power of two is one. So, uh, you know, unity. So, and uh, I became the assistant pastor at the church, and the Lord had, uh, I'll never forget it, I, I'd been working in the church and with the power of two and the uh, teen ministry, and uh, Pat and I were ministering to other churches, that, you know, just, just following the Spirit of the Lord, and the Lord told me that I was become a pastor, and I only told my wife, I didn't tell anybody, and about four weeks later, our pastor pulled me aside and asked me, had the Lord said anything to me about coming into the ministry? And I said, yes, he has. And uh, the pastor asked me, well, when did the Lord tell you that? I said, last month. And they said, well, good, because the Lord told me that you to be the assistant pastor. So, <laughs> so it's been... Uh, just a flow of the spirit and pastor passed in 2000 the lord told me to uh, take the church and i did that and um our ministry uh the, the mission statement is empowering believers to fulfill their kingdom purpose and the line to that is bringing people into a relationship with the lord where they hear god for themselves obey God and follow his lead. So that's what the ministry is about. Amen. And you're also celebrating your 50th year of marriage. Congratulations to your wife. Thank you. Krista. Yes, that's, sir. That's the diamond year or is it, what is it, the golden? Or the, golden? Golden. the golden. The golden. And okay. My wife has reminded me of that. She said, now, although, although um, our children had planned a big to-do at the Rooster Tail. They did that back in January. And of course, with the COVID-19, things were put on, so they put it off to next year. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, so my wife was reminding me, she's gonna be showing me what golden looks like, because I'm gonna take her out and take care of purchasing gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, 50 years, you gotta celebrate. And God has blessed you not only to be married, but love being married. That's it. That's it. With the power of two becoming one, it's a revelation that many people don't have. And I really believe the church needs to teach. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, we've had couples that have come to the church because of the marriage ministry. And it, it got to a point where there were so many people that we had to minister to, talking about marriage-wise, until we set up a, um, uh, for ourselves, we said, we're only going to minister to people at Grace Refuge Chapel, because there's only 24 hours of the day. Mm -hmm. uh, at the time, uh, Pat, she was a counselor for Detroit Public Crews, and I was postmaster of Detroit, so we had busy schedules to begin with. So when you brought, the, so we had full-time jobs, and then we had a full-time job as pastor, so we just didn't have time. And, and, and Frank, I'll never forget, we were at the Whitney for our 39th wedding anniversary, and we had just said that, like two days before, we're not ministering to anybody else, 
doing counseling with them that are not for the church. And right behind us, I heard crying behind us, Red Whitney having dinner. And there was a, I turned around, a young man was on his knee proposing to this young lady and everyone in the room, of course, began to applaud. And the Lord told me, take them and counsel them. Now, mm. I've seen them before, and that's what ended up happening. We counseled them and then went out and married them. They lived in Saginaw, so we had to go up to Saginaw to perform the ceremony. But the Lord said, so much for your rules and regulations of not going to do anybody else that's not in Grace Refuge Chapel. He said, you'll do what as I lead you to do. So that took care of our little rules and regulations, didn't it? Amen. But the Lord spoke and he, he called you to the ministry. And uh, I understand it's wise to minister to those that are under your covering because you're responsible for their souls. That's the first one. It's hard to minister to people that's not under your covering because they're not accountable to you. That's it. They're not accountable to you. So I understand. As you say that, as you say that, Frank, we have come to a point where folks who are not Christian and are not open to it, we don't. Because it's, it's an accountability issue, and if you're not going to follow the Lord's leading, and we've told people, we do Christian counseling. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to have something which is the Lord that they can follow. Uh, we've seen the Lord take couples who were divorced from one another and get them reestablished and remarried. Amen. With your wisdom and knowledge of being married for 50 years, how important is it for a husband to be a leader, a lover, and a friend to his wife, his spouse? It is, in, in fact, Frank, I think we need to, I don't know what word we would use that would be more powerful than important, imperative. But I don't know what to say. It's, it's a necessity because Marriage is the first institution that the Lord established. From that institution, the whole world, the whole society runs from the, the establishment of the husband and wife, okay, to one, and then the power that he gives through that uh, connection is for, like, the, the, as Adam said, you, you, you'd be called woman because you're taken out of me. And he gave the first prophecy, therefore man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Everything is based on that. So the Lord gives an anointing for the husband with the wife. She has an anointing. You bring them back together, mm -hmm. and you've got the anointing that God intended to begin with. Yes. Eve was separated. When Eve was taken out of Adam, she took some of that power. Right. Come back together, they're connected in that power. And of course, then you give the direction, the proper direction, to the children because they're eating of your eating of your bread. Man shall not live by bread alone. The Lord is not talking about real bread, he's talking about God bread. Mm -hmm. So they, they partake of that. And leadership. How are you going to lead without a leader? That's the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, amen. It is. It's extremely imperative, important. 
all exclamation points. Yes, and, and I like what you said. The, the, with he was, uh, Eve was taken out of Adam. They were one when he first created them. All Eve was inside of Adam. Yeah. But even though it was just Adam, they were still. He said them. That's it. She was just inside of him, and when he took her out of him, they were still them. But he was. He didn't want Adam to be alone. That, that's it. That's it. It's not good for the man to be alone. Not good for the man to be alone. And, and the them shall be, she was taken out of man and the them shall become one flesh as it was in the beginning. And I think the enemy is fighting so strongly for the church is the one that has that revelation. That's it. I was listening to um, Erica Campbell on her morning show and she was talking about how that the world is teaching our people about marriage and relationships. And that's why it's so much brokenness. You hear it in the music, you hear it in the movies, you see it on the TV, but the church is the one that's supposed to teach biblical marriage of what that's marriage should be in order for us to have a strong foundation and experience love that, that empowers. That's it. Now, now, a lot of people don't get to the point um, of how did love really empower your relationship? Well, the love, I'll take one example. Um, I had made a determination, oh, I guess 45 years ago, that I was going, I was a mailman, um, and I had a degree for teaching. And I decided that I was going to quit the post office. The Lord had told my wife to quit her job as a speech pathologist for ministry purposes. And plus, we just had our second child. So now I'm going to quit my job and go into business. And to my love now, I told my parents, I told her parents, uh, of course, I told her. And she had no peace with that. But the love of God. She came to the Lord, and she said, Lord, I will, I will um, support Lord anything he does, because we want. Okay, fine. But I have no peace with this. So what is your direction? And later on that evening, she was reading the book, and the Lord showed her a vision on the pages of the book of me working in the post office in management. Mm ministering to a lady. So when I came home that evening, she told me of the vision and that it was not God's will for me to quit. And she told me the vision. And then when she first told me that, I said, honey, I do that right now. I said, you help me because we would uh, teach Bible studies on my route on Thursdays, every other Thursday at 7 p.m. And she would be with me. I said, I'm doing that right now. She said, you were not in your uniform. You were in a suit and a tie, and the lady was your employer, and you were telling her about the Lord. So at that point, I said, in that case, that's God. So I didn't quit. Thank God I didn't quit, because God had a plan. Okay? But all that came from love. We have seen couples, too many couples, even couples of the church, where one makes a decision that's not, that's out the will of God, but the love is not there as it should be. Now mm -hmm. with strife and separation. Just that simple. Love overcomes everything. Mm -hmm. 
And, and, and that's what manifested in, in that particular incident. Our love kept us. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Please listen to the following announcement. If you'd like to contact us at the Fabulous Five Podcast to leave your prayer requests, concerns, or comments, you can do so at the following. Email frankreed at fabsfives.org. That's Frank, R-E-E-D, at F-A-B, the number five, the letter S, dot org. Or phone number 248-905-1569. That's 248-905-1569. And at our website, fabsfives, forward slash contact, please fill out the contact form and submit. We also can be reached on social media at Fabs Fives Podcast. That's F-A-B, the number five, the letter S, Podcast, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The Fabulous Five Podcast is a ministry of New Covenant Believers. All funds will go to New Covenant Believers for sponsoring of this Fabulous Five Podcast. If you'd like to donate to our ministry, you can do so at paypal.me forward slash F-A-B, the number five, the letter S, or cash out, dollar sign, F-A-B, the number five, the letter S, or at our website, fabs5.org, and click on the donate button. Thank you for your financial support and your prayers. Yes. And that's the thing about it is to be married 50 years, based on the covenant of love, it has to keep you. And God's grace is with you. He'll bless you through the good times and the bad times. Yep. And um and you know, in, in being married fifty years, far as what's how's it imperative then for the fathers to give d- discipline, guidance, and love to the children. Absolutely. And 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 but as you said, Frank, it's through love. Um I remember we, we had an instance where our son, we had one son and our daughter, uh, he had gotten his girlfriend pregnant, and they had all kind of strife and confusion there. And uh, I'll never forget, she was sitting in the kitchen, and uh, Pat was in the kitchen, he was in the kitchen, I'm in the kitchen. And uh, he's telling her, I'm not marrying you because you have issues. I said, really? She has issues. I said, yeah, her main issue is you. <laughs> but... but <laughs> Uh, but the man spoke to me, and I went over and I whispered something in her ear. I whispered what the Lord has spoken to me, smiled, and walked out of the kitchen. My son followed me. He said, I saw the look on your face. Did the Lord say something to you there? I said, yes, he did. Well, what did he say? I said, don't worry about it. But the bottom line, a few months later, I performed their marriage ceremony. Okay, because the Lord said to tell her not to worry because they were going to get married. And a couple of years after that, my son came to me and said, Dad, thank you for your direction, and thank you for not making me get married. He said, how could I do anything but get married after growing up in this household? Mm. Leadership with you and mom, how could I do anything but that? I said, well, I thought you had lost your mind completely. (laughs) <laughs> how could I do anything but marry her after being with you and mom I said but very good Amen. So, you know, with our conference coming up with Sons of Thunder Ministry which I'm the president and founder of we're going to have our 11th 
ninth annual year conference this year, uh, 2020, Kings and Priests 2020, and you're going to speak for us on Saturday morning and everything. We at Sons of Thunder, our engine that runs the ministry is brotherly love. And uh, nowadays, you don't see male upon male relationships like you should. Uh, so, and there's nothing wrong with it because Jonathan and David was loved each other, Amen. and their souls was knitted together. And then also the apostles and Jesus loved each other. For in uh, St. John's 13, Jesus loved them until the end. Amen. Until he was taken up to the Father, he loved them. And he's also still love us. But how important is brotherly love to be shown to establish strong males in, in, in today's society? Uh, Frank is so important. In fact, let me, let me show you something. One of the brothers at the church, can you see this? Well, what it shows is the picture that came from Boys Club, where the big brother is carrying a little brother on his back, and he has on his uh, on the front of his shirt, the big brother said, he's my brother. And that picture said, he ain't heavy, he's my brother. And uh, this was given to me by one of the brothers of the church, I guess we met about, oh, heavens, 40 years ago. And he was divorced from his wife. Uh, I was his supervisor, and the Lord gave me counsel to give him. I said, do you still love her? He said, I never stopped loving her. But there are some things he had to get straightened out in his life. Let the Lord, okay, begin to uh, mentor and teach him. Um, my wife and I sat down with he, his divorced wife, counseled them, bottom line, they got remarried. So he had this little um, figurine done up, and on the front of the figurine it says, and Jonathan caused David to swear again because he loved him, for mm -hmm. he loved him as he loved his own soul. And he said to me, he said, I had that little figurine made and given to you because when I couldn't carry myself, you carried me. Well, that's the mm -hmm that we had, all right? And uh, I had to correct him on some things, and, uh, but it, it came out of love. But the fellowship we had and have is like this. It is one. And that's what all the brothers need um, in order to, uh, in fact, we just had a, a, one of the millennials who just heard a powerful word from the Lord um, and he actually heard from the Lord, and it was rather miraculous, and he did what the Lord said and resolved some issues that were being experienced in the church filming uh, ministry. Got it fixed. And he said, well, I heard because you and uh, Deacon James have stayed on me, helping me, guiding me, correcting me. He said, I just followed your example, and the Lord spoke to him. Mm. There it is. So, so the fellowship is absolutely necessary. Men reaching out to men, and then we tell because we have a uh, my brother's people that we mentor the six year olds, the eighteen year olds, you know, the men 
mentor the, the young people because those uh, young men, so many of them do not have a father figure in their home. As the Lord has given me, I've told the brothers, I said, you are the father figure. Mm -hmm. They're not your actual sons, but they're a member of this church, you're a member of the church, and we're going to step up and do what their fathers should have done. That's what God has given us the anointing to do. So the fellowship is absolutely necessary. I couldn't do it by myself. It's taking the, the, the brotherhood to do it. Amen. You answered my next, that I was going to ask you about mentorship programs. And when you answered that particular question, you know, one of the things with Sons of Thunder Ministry, God gave me a, a um, I started out with it as being a men's ministry because I had a burden for men for ministry. Then God gave me an impression in my spirit about eight years ago was saying that the families is in trouble. American families yes. is in trouble, especially African-American families. And he said, I can't do anything not unless I have a righteous man or righteous, someone to speak for righteousness and biblical principles in order for me to do something or if no one stands up, it'll run another generation. And that's when I started with Sons of Thunder and we developed um, Royal Family Ministries, which you all spoke at and did a wonderful job at our retreat. We're gonna do more of that in the future. And we also have, um, we just, we put putting it together, Destined for Greatness, a mentoring program for young ladies and young men that we're going to roll out in Florida, specifically for children in Detroit, because they're more underprivileged or inner city, more underprivileged than others. So our, some of the things that we're doing, your ministry is already doing, but we're doing it as a community. And uh, I like the model that you have. Um, the next question I was going to ask is, uh, is right now we're, we're, we're we're going through a lot of things. We're going through a pandemic, a health pandemic with the coronavirus. And we also had ethnic racial issues after the death of um, George Floyd, which was um, horrible. And, um, and, but even in the church, as far as ethnic and racial re relationships are very important to men. And in the body of Christ, we have a, a song we sing, Our Spirit Man Has No Color. Amen. We sing on Friday night, Only Love, Agape Love. And that's what we deal with it from a standpoint of uh, showing what Christian love should be, because in the world, you're going to have problems. Amen. And be an example to the world. How important you think the church right now today need to be that example, mending ethnic relationships? Thank you. Once again, it's extremely important. I had an uh, incident about a month ago. Uh, my mother-in-law, who lives with us, has a little toy uh, Maltese poodle that I took out and walk. Okay, and about two blocks away from the house, walking a little dog, and there was a gentleman out watering his lawn, and he's a white brother. And uh, we nodded and spoke, and somehow a conversation started, 
and we shook hands. Now, this is a month ago. Mm -hmm. He said to me, he said, you are the first, that's the first handshake I've had in three months because of the, okay? And I said, well, I have no fear. I said, I have a covering. <laughs> the Lord is my covering. And when I said that, he started speaking the same language. Come to find out he's in ministry at his church. And he ended up the next day coming down to the house. Um, he's a retired uh, veterinarian, okay? And he had, a, he had a veterinary hospital before he retired. And he came down, had fellowship with myself and my wife. Um, I met his wife, and we're just waiting to get back together. But now, he's white, I'm black, but the spirit of the Lord, there is no difference. Mm. We had great fellowship. In fact, I had baked some cookies. Now, don't, don't let that secret out. I had a magnificent uh, cookie, okay? And uh, I gave him one of the cookies, and he said, before he left, he said, Lord, can, can I have another cookie to take home? He said, can I have two cookies? <laughs> because I, <laughs> yeah, well, I said, oh, so you're going to end up having two, but she's going to have one, huh? So I gave him some cookies to take home with him. <laughs> it was as if, Frank, it was as if we had known each other all our lives. Amen. Those two hours of fellowship over two days, was just oneness. So, and and and, uh, and as it says in Ephesians four eleven through sixteen, he is given in the body, you know, the fivefold ministry for the perfecting of the saints. It didn't say anything about color. Mm -hmm. Perfecting of the saints. That's the only thing important. And then later on in Ephesians six ten through eighteen, it talks about how our warfare is not against flesh and blood. So it's not about color. It's about spiritual warfare. So we're all in this together because we've got the same enemy, Satan, but we've got the same king, which is Jesus. Amen. Yes, that's great. And uh, we had talked about fathering a little bit, and off the air you was telling me about a poem that you wrote about your father. And I was wondering, can you share that? So Absolutely. Well, I had a great dad. Um, he passed 18 years ago, but I had a magnificent dad. Uh, he did not take us, to, he did not send us to church, he took us to church, okay? And he and mom were the church in the house. And um, anyway, when I turned 21, the Lord gave me a poem when I got that morning about my dad. And the poem went like this, it said, my father is a man. And it says, manliness mode. He made for me, long time passed upon his knee. So here I sit, 21, a man, and yet so far to go to reach the heights my father's passed so very long ago. To reach empty hand into the sky to bring back more gains and live and learn the toilet birds of hatred ever gains. To be just half the man my father is. And to ever reach that height will be the only time I felt myself a man and really feel just right. To keep on pushing steadfastly for my son at end the game, a little more in time to come with less trouble and less pain. Yes, my father is a man. A man, that's one thing I do know. For in his life, he's led a path where manliness always glowed. So ending now the thought of him with the only words I can, while thinking of my father's life and deeds, 
my father is a man. Amen. That was excellent. It shows uh, shows how your father impact you and how you impacting others. And there's a legacy going forth um, from that. And I really believe in legacy. And um, I, I title of our conference is Manifesting the Sums of God. Before we, this will be the last question. A man's intimacy with God, what grows out of that? Power, love, and soundness of mind. He's not given us, right now this pandemic, everybody's running for fear, but God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power love and a sound mind, sound mind. And, the, and, and, and the lord had me to look up sound and when i looked it up it said biblically pure doctrinally pure i said whoa lord so that intimacy proverbs 420 my son attend to my words incline thine ear to my sayings all right, when you hear the sayings of God because you've attended to the word, which means you have hearkened and obeyed, then God speaks to you one-on-one. -on -one. And as he speaks to you, what does he say in 55 11 Isaiah? So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where to I send it. As we hear from intimacy, God speaking in our everyday lives, we can only be one thing, and that's the head and not the tail. So the intimacy will cause us to be our brother's keeper, to be the proper husband, father, leader in the church. And as those men come together in oneness in Christ, you know, with their lives, etc., then the leadership that God gives will cause us, the men, to be the leader and director that God has preordained to lead this world back into light out of darkness. Amen. Well said. Lastly, how can people reach you, the name of your ministry, and the book that you got coming out? Well, the ministry is Grace Refuge Chapel. The website is www gracerefuge.org and that takes you to our website the book that will be coming out in mid-august is called is uh is coming out of proverbs 4 20 through 24 and its title is guard your heart hearing god to master the nine issues of life so the relationship of hearing god the Lord says, above all things, keep your heart, for out of it are the issues of life. Well, the Lord has shown me that there are nine major issues in life. But you are to guard your heart. In order to guard your heart, you have to hear God. And as you hear God, you master, not, you know, just barely make it, you master the nine issues of life. And all those things you've talked about today, Frank, are the various issues of life, well, our men and women are going to master those issues and show the world how to do it too. Amen. Well, you've been listening to an interview with Pastor Lloyd Wesley of Grace Refuge Chapel and president and co-founder of uh, Power Two Ministry, along with his wife Patricia Wesley. 
and he's going to be our speaker on July 18th with Kings and Priests 2020 uh, conference sponsored by Sons of Thunder Ministries. It was good having you on the show, and thank you, Pastor Lloyd Wesley. Thank you for having me, Frank. Thank you for listening to the Fabulous Five podcast, also known as the Fab Five. We can be reached at our website, fabs5.org. That's the letter F-A-B, the number five, the letter S, dot org. Also, you can see our other social media links there. You can listen to our other episodes once again at our website, fabs5.org. That's the letter F-A-B, the number five, the letter S, dot org. Please join us next week for our next episode. May God bless you and heaven smile upon you.